You name the song, top 100, I'll tell you the artist. And don't give me any hints. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's episode 81. I'm Peter Puller. The Planet Mikey Podcast. I am unafraid of the new normal. That is, unless the new normal involves rioters, arsonists, Antifa, police brutality, taking a knee, wearing a mask, quarantines, traveling to Chicago, getting a haircut, hand sanitizer, renaming streets, tear gas, CNN, or Lori Lightfoot. Or Gordon Lightfoot. Or any asshole named Lightfoot. If the new normal is as shitty as the last three months in America, then I'm out. I'll take my life savings to Montana. I'll start a dental floss farm or some fucking thing, and I'll be done with it. Insanity has overcome the USA, and when the police are defunded, remember, people will call 911, and a social worker will show up at your door without a gun. But never mind all that. We have a podcast to do, so without further delu- uh, de- 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 delay, uh, de- de- wow, Peter Puller, Bill, Bill Smith, Be- okay, Peter? Bill Smith as the skipper, Ben Kitchen as Gilligan, and playing the parts of the Howells, Ginger, the Professor Mary, and Mike Adams. Yeah, I'm a jack of all trades. Wow. I'm a jack of. You know, Peter Puller sure seemed are, a little man. bit a little bit angry on that uh, yeah, the intro. No, he was he recorded that and got the hell out of here. Uh, how you doing, fellas? Doing uh, fine. See, in times like these, no, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not no. In times like these, my humor can go either silly, as in fart jokes and boner jokes. It can go blue, as in filthy, smut-laden pornographic jokes or it can go dark as in fuck all you wow how you doing i'm was doing great before that no no it's just it's this is the way you go with humor you know when you have I mean, you can't where are you gonna go slap told us to fuck ourselves <laughs> nah, i love you guys you know without you i'm nothing and i know that without you we're nothing we're all <laughs> we're all nothing period uh, so, uh, as everybody, God, I got a list a mile long of topics here. I, none of them are particularly sweet topics. <laughs> We're doing uh, another one of these. No, but no, no. It's like I think I'm over some of it. Yeah. Just because I, I'm numb to it, or you know, are mm-hmm. you? I mean, describe it. The, the whole thing. Yeah. Like the uh, how do you say this? The situation. Mm. It, no matter where it is or what it is, it's a, it's odd. The it, sudden, it, extremely well planned grassroots instant movement. <laughs> it's a movement. Yeah. I was watching today, and, uh, you know, George Floyd, someone said this on television. Ten days ago, no one in the world knew who he was. Yeah. Now no one in the world doesn't know who he was. It's true. It's unbelievable yeah. how fast uh, this whole thing has taken over uh, America's psyche. You know, he reminds me of what, what, what my dad told me. I mentioned this last week. If you attract the negative attention of the police, yeah, through your through your lawless behavior, yeah, expect trouble. Yeah, there's not a happy ending in there usually. And unfortunately, he happened to run into the worst situation yeah. ever—the asshole cop. That's right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the asshole cop who has caused such a mess. Yep. Uh, and we know that there were incidents before that, and they're all well documented and well covered. When there's an incident of a black man getting killed by a cop, it's always national news. It's always the lead story on CNN. And, I mean, so it, we're going to hear about all of them, I think, for sure. Mm. Except for the ones that are covered up, what? you know, by, by somebody. But I think, largely speaking, the, other, the, the, the lack of attention on the 
24 Chicagoans, you know, 24 Chicago black males that were killed over the weekend. Over the weekend. One it, weekend. It really troubles me because, and I understand, this is the high-profile case that, you know, the George Floyd thing. This is the one that carries the impact because of the video. It's because of the video, and everybody saw the video, and that, that's just troubling. When you see that, you go, this is so wrong. Get that cop and throw him in jail. Some yeah. people say kill him. But uh, in the case of uh, Chicago, there's no video of the 24 different murders that took place in 24 hours. In 24 hours. It's an unbelievable number, and it's very troubling. We have a story. <laughs> we actually have audio on a story about that. Speaking of Chicago. Uh Featuring the uh, the mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. This happened today? I think it was either today or yesterday. It was a conference call. I don't know if, Ben, ben you haven't heard this audio. Have I haven't heard the audio. I, I am aware of the story, but I've yet yeah. to hear what actually took I'll, place. I'll set it up this way. They had a conference call. There's audio of it. And uh, at Alderman, Chicago Alderman Raymond Lopez, who is one of the districts that was troubled by the rioting, uh, was on the phone talking to Lori Lightfoot. And it's it just, the way it played out is unbelievable. We have it for you right now. We need something better because right now we only have 370 whatever National Guards on standby. Half our neighborhoods are already obliterated. It's too late. We have to come up with a better plan because once, my fear is, once we're, they're done looting and rioting and whatever's going to happen tonight, God help us, what happens when they start going after residents, going into the neighborhoods? Once they start trying to break down people's doors so they think they got something, or, you know, we know that people are here to antagonize and incite, and you've got them all pumped tonight. Today, they're not going to go to bed at 8 o'clock. They're going to turn their focus in the neighborhoods. I've got gangbangers with AK-47s walking around right now just waiting to settle some scores. What are we going to do and what do we tell our residents other than good faith people stand up? It's not going to be enough. Thank you, Alderman. Next question. Well, no, I want an answer. I that You commented on everybody. I want an answer. It's not something you ignore. This is a Alderman. question that I have. I Now that wow. is a back and forth. <laughs> yeah, they're having a conversation. That sounds is, like our regular phone calls between <laughs> you and me. Hey, what time are you going to be at the show tonight? 7.05. Fuck you. You need to check your attitude. Right. Well, but, you know, but have you ever heard anything like that before? This is the no. mayor of Chicago. You know, and this is, he, he just said, I've never heard He just said, fuck you. Oh, no, no. He said, with all due respect. With all due respect. No, <laughs> fuck you. Know, you. Yeah, no offense. Well, she, I mean, she started with the attitude saying, uh, you're of course. full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's got an attitude anyway. She's a serious attitude problem. But I, I was you think she's winning a re-election? Oh, because I, mean, I don't. No. Well, I mean, first of all, the, whenever the murder rate goes up that quickly and, and that uh, disproportionately in one one weekend in Chicago, everybody that's I mean, Rahm Emanuel was the manager was the uh, uh, mayor of Chicago. Yep. And he just couldn't take the because it's a I'll tell you what it is. It's Murder Town, USA. Yeah. 
You know, it's between St. Louis and Baltimore and Chicago. That's where, I mean, there's a lot of death going on in those cities. It's unbelievable. D.C. really got out of that one because they used to be Murder Town USA (laughs) for a long time. So that's an interesting little back and forth uh, based on, you know, the situation. And, you know, we know people get, things get heated. What I... See, what you saw right there is someone who is incapable of being in a leadership role. Bingo. Someone who is completely incapable of yeah. leading anyone. If yeah. that's your reaction right. to, uh, I think, a valid question, is particularly in that city, of it's his district. what's been going on. Right. And her reaction is, I think you're full of shit. People, yeah. it, it, that, his, his area there got burnt to crap during the rioting yeah. in Chicago. So that's, you can understand his concerns, you know. So hats off to uh, Alderman Raymond Lopez for having balls. And, of course, Lori Lightfoot, you know, might have balls too. We don't know. Now, um, by the way, she's the one that got her haircut back when there was a, a, a ban on going out and getting haircuts and all well, the businesses said, were closed. She said she, she's the face of the city. Yes. She has to look good. I'm in the public eye. I'm the face of the city. I need to get hair. Oh, okay. Why did she okay. choose that face? <laughs> she really could have had a, a better, done a better job of picking the face. All right, so Lori Lightfoot, star, media star of the day. No question about that. Um, so anyway, uh, the big thing, and this, I, the funeral for, for George Floyd has been, has been like a week. But today it was unbelievable. It was like watching the, uh, the church scene in the Blues Brothers. I mean, it was like crazy. And then, of course, Al Sharpton, again, with the eulogy. And I, I got to say, there's got to be somebody better no, in this country than Al Sharpton. He's part of the problem. He's just part he's, of the problem. He's a... He, he, He's an opportunist. Sure is. That's and what he is. And a he's race an, baiter. Holy he's shit. He's an opportunist. He's a charlatan. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a cottage industry unto himself. And, and he, I, I, just, I just wish it could have been somebody else because George Floyd deserved better I agree. than Al Sharpton. Yep. Okay. There. I've gotten all that off my chest. How you doing? <laughs> How you guys doing? I, everything all right with you guys? Yeah, we're doing did you great. See, did you see WEI's numbers went down? I did, yeah. yeah no 2. Red Sox. 2.7. No Red Sox. Overall number of 2.7. I noticed WRKO beat the Sports Hub. How about Did that? they? Yeah. How about See, that? that's VB, all right, in yeah. action? Yep, VB, yeah. Jeff Cooner. I like VB. Jeff Howie Cooner, Carr. All yeah. friends of the show here, all friends of the podcast. He did a good job. Uh, I heard VB a, a couple days ago. Uh, yesterday. It was actually yesterday I was listening to VB. We've got to get him back on the show again. You know who we should get back on the, on the pro- podcast, too? Who? John Dennis. <laughs> yeah, Dino. He always causes a stir. Oh, I bet he's got an opinion. Yeah. Yep. So EEI had a 2.7. Down from a 3.0 last rating period, and they, you know what's killing them now is this time of year they rely on at least some cumes from the Red Sox. Well, right now you'd expect baseball going on, obviously, as yeah. you said, but hey, maybe the Celtics would be in the finals. Maybe the Bruins are in the same. Some interest would be heightened right now. Right, right. But EEI in particular, just directly getting the numbers from the Red Sox isn't happening because yeah. there's no baseball. Yeah. Do you think the baseball will ever come back this year? Yeah. This this season? Nope. You don't think so? I think no. the season's done. They're they, pushing so far back right now. Then when are you going to start? Now the union's When are you going to start and when right. are you going to finish? July 31st. That's when the NBA's starting. It, first of all, baseball's an outdoor sport. So you would think that, okay, you, you, when you're on the base paths and you can talk to the first baseman, you better wear a mask. That's right. It's it just let them play. These are young, healthy men. The numbers are going down with the corona thing, uh, just the percentages of people who even have it at all. Yep. You know, uh, and, and the, the, no, no one's dying in that age group. The, the 20 to 30-year-old players' age From coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you died from the common flu, 
and it was reported every single tiny little malady that you suffered during the flu before your death. Wouldn't it sound like a horrible thing? Sure. Shortness of breath, you couldn't breathe, you had delusions, you had a fever of 106, you know, all this other stuff. It's the flu. It's the flu. Yeah. The, obviously, they, they say the, the, the COVID thing was a more contagious version yeah. of the flu, and in, and in specific, uh, the demographic groups, a, mm-hmm. a more dangerous one for old people, yep. people with lung problems, obese people, high blood pressure, you know, diabetes. All those people always have a higher risk, no matter what malady they come across, uh, in that condition. That's a, that's, that's a fact. Most people in reasonably good health are fine. But if they had just closed, if they had just said, okay, let's close off the old people and protect them from it. All the old people in all the nursing homes, forget it. We're going to lock you down so you don't die. What's the age limit? They just have to be in nursing homes? Well, yeah, if you're a nursing home, generally there's, a, there's other health problems going on you in know, your if life. you're a person then, at risk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, they kind of knew who those people were. But instead, they closed the schools where there are no people. Little kids don't get... Maybe there were old teachers who were susceptible at 65 years old, ready to retire. Probably a lot of those. There might be uh, some of those, but let them wear masks, you know, or whatever. They can do social distancing. Stand far away from the other kids. We've never quarantined the healthy before. But the kids are losing out in a big way on a big piece of their life and their education. The poor graduates. That's right. They missed out on everything. All the things you look forward to. When I graduate, we're going to have prom night. We're going to have a big party, and we're going to celebrate. I'm going to walk up there and get my diploma. My my grandma and grandpa are going to see it. Uh, None of that. And that's just torturous. There's a ton of them out in the streets now rioting with everybody. There's a lot of them. Well, they had nothing else to do. That's right. What are you going to do? Let's put on a mask and go smash them. And they want the 16-year-olds to have the vote. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because you know what? And here's how you know that 16-year-olds aren't particularly good at making the right decisions, particularly boys. Check the insurance rates (laughs) for a a 16-year-old driver versus a 21-year-old driver. Just just to compare the two, apples and apples. You can vote on who's going to lead the free world, but you can't have a beer. That's right. Well, that's right. You can go. I was can't, say, can't buy cigarettes. I picketed. Can't I buy actually, tobacco. I actually picketed the Connecticut State Capitol when I was working at WCCC because they were trying to change the uh, the voting age, which turned 18 when I turned 18. So yeah. the year I turned 18 was beautiful timing. Uh, later on, I was in my 20s working at the radio station, and they were trying to change it back to 21. So I'm picketing outside the the uh, the state capitol with a sign and a bunch of kids and. And I was telling, and they interviewed me on you know, the TV station. What do you hear? Well, because you can get sued, you can be held into a contract, you can go to fight and be drafted into a war, you can do all these things when you're 18, but you can't have a beer. Mm. What? What are you talking about? And you know, now it's 21, right? It's been that way ever since. This is years ago, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. I always thought. If, if you're going to have a level of adulthood, it should be f- fair, and you can't just change it arbitrarily. It's not fair to the the 19-year-olds. Bill, was beer invented when you were a teenager? <laughs> I think it was called... Um, Brew. No, I think it was... What did you drink back then? Schlitz? I, I'm trying to think of what they used to call it uh, before beer. Mead. 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 <laughs> you used to drink mead? It was mead, yeah. Speaking of, of <laughs> beer, I just want to say this because I, I remember from doing my radio show. Yes. On the Pike 100.1 FM? Yes. You're Speaking on that beer. Day, you're on Bruce, every day, aren't you? Yes. On that, that Teddy Bruski <laughs> is uh, 47 years old today. Oh, well, Bruski beer. Yeah. Today, this is a record. What's the date of recording of this? Uh, 9th of June? 9th. Sure. 
Remember the 3rd of June? It was another sleepy, dusty Delta day. Remember that? Billy Joe McCall's Jumped off the frickin' bridge <laughs> yeah, over there. Um, I have some weird stories from hell I'd like to include in today's podcast. Ooh, weird stories from hell. Uh, just weird. Yeah, just weird. And your comments are welcome, you guys, because, you know, I know you're big, big, deep thinkers. Yep. This is a true story. These are all... I never tell fake stories. Is this a sad story? What, I want to tell you in advance. Well, I... But so you can get out your hanky just in case you have a teardrop? <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's more weird than that. Oh, okay, go ahead. <clears throat> An Indian man, that would be a man from India, yeah. required surgery after inserting a two-foot-long phone charger into his penis for sexual gratification. Was it plugged in? It's a CNN report. <laughs> and un- the, no, unidentified, the unidentified man tried to hide the true cause of his ailment when he sought medical help last month at a hospital in northeastern India, claiming he had consumed earphones. <laughs> and he pissed them out? Is that what he's According trying to According to Dr. Walefuli Islak, oh. he told CNN this on Monday. This is true. I mean, I don't make this shit up, you know. I don't, I don't have time for that. These are true stories. Doctors prescribed the man laxatives, but he returned to the hospital five days later when he was still complaining of pain. Uh, the surgeon at the hospital told the network that, quote, despite passing stool several times, the cable did not come out. Uh-huh. As the patient complained of severe pain, they, we decided we would perform surgery and found there was nothing in his intestine. Hmm. Later, through an x-ray, doctors discovered the phone charger inside his bladder, which is connected <laughs> to, the, to the penis <laughs> via the urethra. Oh, yes. So he got the whole thing up there. Remember Urethra Franklin? She was awesome. Oh, I've read the people that people used to get s- sexual gratification by inserting instruments through the penis, Islam said. This is one such case, and the psychiatrist can help him beyond this point. The surgeon said the man recovered, but noted that if he'd been honest, uh, it would have saved all the trouble <laughs> we went through looking for it in his bowels. <laughs> <laughs> so think about this now. This guy... In, I don't even want to think. You know what? No, I don't want to think can, about it. No, move no. on. Let's move on. Isn't that a weird story, though? <laughs> that that's is a, a horrible that's story. I know. I just thought to myself, you know, if someone said you had to go to the hospital and have some kind of thing done to your urethra or something like that, and they had to stick something into you'd be like, oh, put me out. Make me go to sleep. Give me some, you know, so I don't know about any of that. Yep. No, this guy went through the whole thing. So what's the weirdest thing you've stuck up your urethra? Probably that, you know, that uh, that umbrella, <laughs> that from the umbrella from that drink I had that down drink, in Maui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't open it though. Is I just left it closed. That one with the eight-inch straw. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh God! All right, so now I got I got notes here. This is not. I'm not doing this copy. We're not nope. doing it. We got this is a commercial-free podcast. This oh, time. thanks, Mikey. This By week. the way, we will have commercials opening up next week, yep. and and uh, you know, as we reopen and we go to phase two and. Charlie Baker has now said it's okay for us to have commercials again. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Big, what was Howie Carr called? Tall Duvall. Tall Duvall. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, what else? Oh, what did I lose here? Yeah, you had another story. Oh, I got so many things. Brushes with Greatness. Here's a list for you. Anytime you ever want to see anybody on this Brushes with Greatness list, you want to ask me the story behind any of these famous people? Hold on. Didn't you have a Brush with Greatness with the MGM Lion? Yes, I did. Yeah. Actually, yeah. at King Richard's Fair, I met the uh, actual uh, MGM lion, the one that roars at the beginning of those movies. Yes. And how did it, um, <coughs> describe the encounter? Well, I was working for Necken, and uh, 
we were going down to shoot a piece about jousting, and I was going to be the jouster. So we, but the King Richard's Fair doesn't just—it's not just a one-trick pony thing. No, yeah. They got all kinds of attractions. Yep. You know, girls with low-cut stuff on. Yeah. So I sat down next to the MGM lion. He was luckily chained with heavy chains to a, a picnic table. Now this was the genuine MGM. This lion. is the one. Yep. They were advertising. You know, this meet, come meet the MGM lion. The one you see stuff. roar at the beginning yes, of the movies. Yes, yeah. very famous okay. lion. Yep. And uh, I sat down next to him. I was going to do a fake interview with him. You know, like interview him. And, but before I could get a word, I, I was just starting to do my stand-up on tape. And all of a sudden, he roared. And it scared, literally scared the shit out of me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like a bomb went off in your ear. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, holy God. I jumped about four feet in the air. And I, was, I didn't want to sit near him anymore. It scared me. Plus, his, his head was so big, you know, he could take your entire head in his mouth in one bite. <laughs> was so that the scariest pussy you've ever seen? Yo, oh. I, that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> that's another oh, long story. Remember, I, I lived through the 70s. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, oh, another weird story from hell? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me while I cough for a second. You okay? <laughs> you yeah, no, the, I'm totally you, fine. You got the virus? No, I got okay. nothing. Okay. Another story from India. This is the new Florida. Okay. Stuff that happens in India. Yeah. Indian wildlife officials are mourning the death of a pregnant wild elephant no. in Kerala, India. Yeah. This elephant reportedly died after being fed a firecracker filled pineapple. A pineapple filled with firecrackers Who by an that? unknown asshole. Yep. I says assailant, but I'm gonna go with what asshole. asshole. Yeah. I mean elephants are so nice. Yep. You ever you guys ever see Dumbo? Uh, yeah, yes, that's to yeah. this see day, every I cry. Tuesday. I, <laughs> I cry. This very good. Baby of mine. The uh the scene with his mom when they took his mother and locked her up in the cage oh, and yeah. Dumbo was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I've seen all kinds of weird shit. They showed it. That's worse than Bambi? Yeah. I can't remember. I, I haven't seen Dumbo for is. 30 years. Uh, so anyway, the assailant put a f- pineapple filled with firecrackers. You in mean the, the uh, asshole. So they found the, the poor elephant. Her jaw was broken. She was Ugh. unable to eat. She chewed the pineapple and it exploded in her mouth. You know, uh, said the wildlife warden. His name was Surinda Kumar. Oh, that guy. He's an expert. The outraged official tells the local media he's certain that the tampered-with pineapple was meant to kill the animal, oh, which man. is even worse. Um, the ill-intentioned feeding reportedly occurred in a remote valley in mm-hmm. Yeah, It's very lovely. It's a forest in southern India yep. where the 15-year-old elephant, they lived to be pretty old, so this was a relatively young elephant, and they, uh, they weren't able to rescue the elephant. So I'm thinking, you know, this guy, did they find this guy? They didn't Life find in prison. No, if they find him, yeah. he should be life in prison. Don't mm. kill him. Make him suffer for the rest of his life and feed him only pineapple. And not knowing and which one was going to blow up. He'll have the shits, too, because that's all his diet is, is pineapple. But and elephants know, grieve like people do. They, sure I, do. they, they really do. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very, very sad disheartening story. When you see those clips come up on like the Discovery Channel, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. So that's the story of an elephant whose life was... Truncated. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Sadly. Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, I know. I never forget. 
Uh, a Worcester Mass story, and this is because I, I work in Worcester now. Yes. Radio station. Are you on that, the, the Pike 101 yes. FM? Yes. Yeah. yes. Have you heard of it? Every day? 100.1 FM, the Pike. Worcester's classic hits. What time of day? It's starting to roll off my tongue now like, like I've been there for 10 years. What time of day are you on? Now? I'm on 3 to 7 every single day. And by the way, uh, you don't have to listen on terrestrial radio. You can listen on your computer at uh, F- pikefm.com. Yeah. You can listen on uh, whatever. What's your name? Alexa. Alexa, yeah. That little slut. Oh, boy. You can say, Alexa, play the Pike FM 100. And it'll, you know, so it's really, we're heard around the world. And there's an app for your phone, everything. We got all that going. And if none of that works for you, I will come to your house and do my show from your living room. So we're basically sitting here now with, when we have brushes of greatness, you're going to be one of those guys that Ben and I can talk about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You can say, I once met the afternoon drive guy at the bike. (laughs) It was such a fucking thrill. I can't get over it. So there's a story out of Worcester. It's another animal story. Are you, are you ready for weirdness? Yes, sir. Oh, God. Worcester witness. I'll oh. do it in my news voice. Okay. Uh, let me put on my readers. <laughs> Those are no. great readers, right? Those Hold are on. the expensive oh, ones. Oh, I can see everything now. Yes. As Johnny Nash once sang. By the way, I know every song from 1970. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see clearly now. Okay, here, news voice. Ready? Yep. Yes. Dateline Worcester, Massachusetts. A Massachusetts man has pled guilty to illegally importing and exporting turtles and salamanders in violation of federal law and international agreements, federal prosecutors said. Nathan Boss, 27, of Worcester, pleaded guilty Monday to smuggling wildlife out of the United States, smuggling wildlife into the United States, and lying to federal investigators, according to a statement Tuesday from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston. During an investigation that started in 2017, authorities intercepted a package from Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Intended for boss that contained four black-breasted leaf turtles, a species included in the Convention for Trade and Endangered Species Wild Fauna, an international agreement joined by the U.S. and the government of the Wildlife Board were prohibited member FTIC. Black-breasted leaf turtles cannot be imported unless imported by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, but black-breasted leaf turtles can work at strip clubs. <laughs> Oh, that's isn't that weird? That's so someone's story. smuggling turtles. The good thing is, it wasn't Richard Gere, and he wasn't smuggling <laughs> them in his ass. No. Okay. Now that's covered. I'm, I'm going to mention this on my radio show tomorrow. I think because you it's a Worcester story. Well, see, you know. Um, one more. You want one more? You have another story. It's a dog story this time. Oh, really? oh boy! Hey, What's the matter? You guys bored or something? You can go home anytime you want. So we bring Buddy. Oh, okay. Buddy down. In fact, Smitty, you were already done. That's. <laughs> Uh, the world's tallest dog got some positive news on his birthday. Jesus. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Enormous Freddy is his name. <laughs> Why do they call him that? Pfft, I don't know. Because he's big, I guess. He's over seven feet tall, <laughs> standing on his back legs. He's like Robert Parrish standing next to you when he climbs up on the <laughs> He turned eight years old, making him the oldest known living Great Dane in the world. Oh. They only live to be eight? Why would you buy a Great Dane if you're only going to have them for seven and a half years? You don't want the commitment. I said, why do it? My dogs, Shelties live till they're 12. Some dogs live till they're 16. This is uh, only, only eight? Ted Sarandis. Eight. <laughs> get, get him in. By the way, Ted's going to have a podcast, you know. He follows me on Twitter now. Really? Yeah. Why is he, he should come on the show. Let's get him on. I don't think I've ever met him. Ted Sarandis? No. Let's get him on. I've got some great Ted Sarandis stories. Anyway, so does Glenn Ordway, if you want to go back and listen to the archives. Enormous Freddy 
Uh, they say he's they, when they take him for a walk. People say he's like walking a horse down the street. <laughs> is, this, is this a British uh, story? Is yeah, this, yeah. Is this for Britain. Yeah, Great Danes are usually largely in Britain, aren't they? Well, I don't know, but they uh, they usually name their dogs Freddy. That's a can sound like a British. That name. is a yeah. That is Freddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, sure. Freddy's appetite is big. His food co- consisting of kibble, minced beef, roast chicken, and lots of treats costs the owner Stoneman. Over $630 a month. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, this does take place in the United Kingdom. Oh, there you go. Did Fred- you look it up while I'm doing this? Lee on the Sea, Essex, United Kingdom. Oh, Freddy. Seven foot four. Freddy the Great Dane is Britain's tallest dog. So seven foot four is, that, is actually bigger. He's more like Ralph Sampson. Exactly. It's like the Mark Eaton of dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't he seven six? Mark Eaton? No, he was probably seven three. Seven you four. sure? Yeah. He, he wasn't one of the seven six club. Manute Bowl. Manute Bull, Sean Bradley, George Merson, Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Fall. Taco Fall. Yeah, I call him Taco Bell Yeah, because he's cool. Uh, Yao Ming. Yao Ming is seven, he's five. seven five. Yeah. yeah, those Chinese people are smaller anyway, <laughs> generally speaking. Um, so what do we have now? I don't even know. See, this I'm just we're winging you, this. You shit. made a statement earlier that Bill and I both caught, and you yeah. talked about knowing every oh, song yeah. from 1970. I don't know. I know the artist of every song. You name the song, I can ben, tell you the artist. He was boasting. He wasn't just mentioning that. He's, well, it's true. I'm not. If you can do it, it's not bragging. Well, that's Muhammad Ali said that. That's right. All right. So I, I, I pulled up on my own the Billboard magazine's top hot 100 songs of the year 1970, 50 years ago. Was fifty years ago. It's the year I got my driver's license. All right. Well, we'll start with number one. The and, number one and a song. A severe puncture wound on the Billboard magazine's top Hot 100 list. The Just name the song. I'll tell you the artist. This one's very easy. I Bridge, know them all. Bridge over troubled water. That's Simon Garfunkel. Number two, they long to be close to you. Oh, that's the Carpenters. American Woman. Uh, guess who? Raindrops keep falling on my the head. B.J. Thomas. War. Uh, Edwin Starr. Ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, Dinah Ross Supreme Temptations. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, Jackson 5. There you go. Uh, get Ready. Uh, Rare Earth. Ooh, uh, easy one Don't for you. Don't fuck with me. Let It Be. That's the Beatles. <laughs> Number 10, the 10th song on the Billboard. I'll go all the way to 100. I don't care. I'm ready. Band of Gold. Or Frida Payne. I wasn't sure if you were going to get I'm that I'm getting one. them all, I said. All right. No uh, cheating. I'll, I'll skip around here. Uh, Hitching a Ride. <laughs> That's Vanity Fair. All right. Mm-hmm. You're shocked, aren't you? Uh, a little bit. Ooh, Child. Five stair steps. All right. Uh, lay the fourth, down. The fourth stair step broke. Num- number 20. <laughs> number Someone 20. tripped on it. I'm sorry. What was the other one? Lay Down. Oh, Melanie. Oh, very good. Melanie Pasva was her last name. She was hot. She had a little B.O., though, when I was with her. Love on a Two-Way Street. Uh, uh, I found love. Hold on. Uh, on a two-way, two-way street and lost it on a lonely highway. Uh, the band, though, the band, uh, not the band. So you, you interrupted my rhythm. Oh, uh, oh my god! Love Jesus on a two. The, the the moments. Oh, very good, very good. That's a pull, boy. That one it had stink all over it. Wh- which way you going, Billy? Uh, but the Poppy Family. Very, wow. good. very, very good. good. I'm telling you, this is like. Right in my wheelhouse. Number 32, Ride, Captain Ride. The Blues Magoos. You want the, try blue, that the Blues Image. Very good. Blues yeah. Image, very good. Blues very Magoos good. did that other one. Uh, Rainy Night in Georgia. Uh, that's Brooke Benton. That's a great Jeez. song. You, uh, yeah, you got this pretty good. Snowbird. 
Uh, that's Ann Murray. <laughs> I, I banged her. The rapper. Uh, oh, the, uh, it's it's a weird name. It's like uh, the rapper. The the rap. The rapper raps. They call him the rapper. Rap, rap, rap. You know what he's after. Uh, the, uh, something with it. it has a Z in it. It does have a Z at the very end. The beans. Human beans. No, it's the. Uh, Do you know this, Bill? No. It's it's a misspelling Starts with a J. The J- the Jarvons starts with a J, <laughs> ends with a Z, and don't be dirty. I don't know. The Jaggers? Yeagers? Oh, the Jaggers. Oh, yeah, the, the Jaggers. Jaggers. See, yeah. I knew the Z. I knew it was a misspelling of something. So we got, put the we got Z him on, the on one. We got him on well, one. Well, yeah, but that doesn't really count. Uh, tighter, tighter. Uh, alive and kicking. Very good. Loveland. That I don't know. Do you know this one? No. Loveland. It was the ninth. It was the nineteen ten fruit gum company. It was the 50th biggest hit of the year by Charles Wright and the Watts 103rd no, you Street know what? Rhythm oh, Band. They can kiss my ass. They suck, <laughs> and they shouldn't have made 50. They got screwed on that. That was a, that's a great band, too. Easy Come, Easy Go. Bobby, uh, J- uh, Bobby uh, Sherman. Sherman, right? I almost said Bobby Gentry. With that haircut of Bobby Sherman. <laughs> know, he was a dick. All right, let's go to the very end of the list. Let's see if you can do oh, the, the t- They get harder because they're not as big a hit. We'll do the final five. All right, here we go. I'll never fall in love again. Oh, Dion Warwick. Look what they've done to my song. Ma, Ma. Uh, Billy, uh, look what they've done to my song. Look, look what, what they've, they've done, done to my song. song. Ma. Ma, and he's still talking to his mother. Yeah. Uh, it's a single guy. But the group's name is The, the, the New Seekers. The New Seekers. Oh, the New no. Seekers. See, they, yeah. they were yeah. awful. All right. Were Walk awful. a mile in my shoes. Oh, that's uh, uh, Ed, uh, um, Edwin Starr? No, that's no, that's twenty five miles. No, it's Walk a Mile in My Shoes. It's like Clarence Carter or something. Uh, you know, it's one of those. You know, I, no, these are these are very difficult. Joe South. Joe South. That's yes. No, 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 no. Games people play. Joe South. Uh-huh. He, that, that was his big hit. Games people play. Final two. It's only make believe. That's Conway Twitty. No, uh, it'd be the remake version with B.J. Thomas. This one is with Glenn Campbell. Whoa. Oh, no. Nah, he's Glenn. no good. Finally, okay. number 100. Thank God I'm not. On the Billboard Magazine Top 100 I didn't. Did I say I could do the Top 100 or Top 50? <laughs> <laughs> Call me. Call me. Don't, don't be afraid. You can. Chris Montez. Not that song. <laughs> no, oh. I don't think that's the version of it. Uh, you mentioned her name earlier in the podcast. Aretha Franklin. Uh- no, see that was it. That was a, me. So, no. Call me. No. Yeah, yeah I know. By the way, her name is Urethra. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, what? So till you got down to that bottom crap there, which was that wasn't the stuff. I believe he did say he knew every every song. one. He, he oh, but I didn't say top one hundred. You know, he did bragged I said, about I said, it. I said you said every song. No, I said, no, every song that was on the top fifty. Didn't I say? Remember when he used to say he was the smartest man alive? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I've I've lost a few brain cells in the last eighty-one episodes. Speaking of which, I think we're done with episode eighty-one, aren't we? No. No, no, no. Right, there's more to do. No, I have nothing else. I don't have anything else. <laughs> then why'd you say no? I just, I don't want it to end. I'm having a good oh, time. I, I, I do want to pre-promote uh, some oh, of the unbelievable uh, guests. The upcoming that we've guests. Got I, I was going to ask you about. Fantastic. That. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, in a few weeks, we got to, we had the, the scheduling guy didn't call me back today, but I think I know uh, pretty much who's on this list. Yeah. Madonna. No kidding, we're going to get gonna, Madonna. Yeah, she's going to be in, mm-hmm. and she's promised me she would shower no, wait a before she came in. Oh, she's going to be in studio, y- not yeah. on the phone. Right. Yeah. 
Um, well, she's also going to sing. You're going to get that on. We can put that in. You know, put okay. her on the uh, the live. Yes. Episode. Then we're going to have the Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is going to be in. He okay. promised me he'd come in. He's yeah. got some local connections around here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, f- former Senator Ed Muskie. Oh, he died. Sorry, he's, he's dead. dead. Um, <laughs> we waited Sting too long to book him from the police. He's oh. good. Oh, Sting. He yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. Stewart, pretty good comedian. Pretty funny guy. Jack Black is coming in. <laughs> And not all of Tenacious D, just Jack Black. Just Jack Black. And Johnny uh, Carson's ex-wife, Joanna, is going to come in, too, and tell us some Johnny Carson stories that have never been heard before. You mean in studio? In studio. Yeah. She's coming in. Wow. She, uh, she, I told her we have masks. Did you ever read the um, Carson biography by the bombastic Bushkin? No. You never read that one? Did you no, read that no, one? No, I never did. I heard excerpts of it. They were interesting. It, it was an interesting book, but it was basically like a 300-page hit piece. Oh, on Johnny. Yeah, it was, it was kind of more depressing than I yeah. had hoped it would be. Did you ever see any talk shows taped live? Never did. Never have. I saw Letterman twice. The first time I went to Letterman. Was this like late night Letterman? Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was at uh, N- late, late NBC. Yeah, so he's yeah. after Carson then. Okay. So I, uh, I was going to f- New York and I was visiting with the, at WNBC with Freddie Fred Norris, who worked for me and who's, you know, Howard Stern's guy. So we, yeah. And then we had passes to go to the Letterman show taping. And I had never, you know, seen a show in a studio like that. And I went in, and the, the you know who the guests were? I was really happy. Tom Hanks well, and Mickey Mantle. Jesus. <laughs> I was so great. I said, Mickey Mantle? He's like the only Yankee I like ever. <laughs> and he came on and talked about whatever, drunkenness with uh, Letterman. Then I saw Letterman later in New York, too, because I worked when I worked in New York, we had tickets. That's when it was at Ed Sullivan Theater and moved over there. I, but I can't for the life of me remember who the guests were. Hmm. I must have been high on something. <laughs> sure I must have were. been. <clears throat> yeah, so the, some pretty good uh, guests coming in. Oh, and then I forgot, seven weeks from now, yeah. uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor <laughs> of Chicago, will join us live. And uh, so she can tell us we're all full of shit and we can say, fuck you. With um, all due respect. I have a question for you what before we leave, Mikey. Yes. Do you have anything else you're working on? Anything else on the horizon? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, first of all, Yes. I do. Second of all, I'll uh, tell you about them someday. No, no, I'll tell you about them. We got, first of all, I'm doing a radio show, 3 to 7 <laughs> on the bike. Secondly, I'm going to be doing a YouTube podcast. Oh. Featuring yours truly. Yes. And one, Phil Castanetti, the owner of Sports World, who's, oh. he's like the New England's biggest guru when it comes to collectibles. Yeah. And we're going to do a podcast on uh, what's called the United Podcast Network. Is yes, sir. UPN. This is a, a video. It's going to be a video podcast, but it's going to be really, really great because we're going to have uh, all. We're going to be opening boxes the of memorabilia and all that stuff. Boxes of cards, which yeah. is a very popular thing these days. Yeah. I'm bringing into the first show. I'm going to ask Phil Castanetti what my Bill Buckner signed. Remember that story I told you about Bill Buckner's the ball in 1986 that Jim Buckner got signed for yep. me. When he died, we did the whole the whole Buckner episode. Yep. I'm going to bring that ball in and have Phil assess it. He thinks, just on the phone, he told me he thinks it's worth $10,000. Wow. You know? I'll say, if I could get eight for it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some new shoes and everything. Now, tell us again, where can we watch this uh, podcast? Well, Ben, where, where's it? what's written down right over there? Where, where do we look for it? Well, you'll be able to f- find the show. <laughs> there it is. On YouTube, you'll also be able to find the show and be able to watch it live on Facebook. 
Sunday morning. On Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And you'll also be able to listen to the audio version anywhere you find your podcast. But you want to watch the... the you're going to want to watch the show. You're going to either want to watch it on YouTube or right. you're going to want to watch it on Facebook. You'll just have to type in Sports World Dash right. USA. And I've already taken a challenge. I'm going to stand up on the table and take out an iron and put it on this hottest setting and steam steam iron my scrotum. <laughs> but that uh, first episode. Yeah, first episode. Yeah. Just because we want to make sure we start off with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, people, the people watch. So that's all coming up. And uh, there's the music. Uh, my thanks to Bill Smith, a.k.a. The Skipper. Thanks. And Ben Kitchen, a.k.a. Gilligan. And Mike... AKA, uh, I'm over here busy trying to think about what it might be like to be Marianne for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>